Welcome to the Sellernomics Podcast, where we share valuable tips and information in the Amazon and e-commerce space. Each week, we deliver the best interviews with some of the top Amazon personalities in the industry to help you grow your business. Today's episode is brought to you by Gatita, the global leader in FBA auditing and reimbursements. Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. And now, here are your hosts, Rob Stanley and Lisa Kinski. Hey, Lisa, check it out. 2023, our first episode podcast, finally. Wow, we've been trying to get this right for a little while. We got the intro right. What a great one. We're starting off with one of my favorites. I mean, I think we could have this guy on like every month. He literally has that kind of information. Uh, I cannot wait to talk about this. So we're going to be talking today, if you haven't read the, the title or the headline, How to Conquer Traffic and Conversion on Amazon. That's a big subject. And guess what? We're bringing in a big person to talk about that. Let's get in the studio, Mina Elias. What's Hello. up, Mina? Let's Dude, get on the first, main screen here. First podcast of 2023. I am honored. I'm honored to be on the Sellernomics podcast with two of my favorite industry people. Oh, hey. you're so sweet. Uh, we, love, we love having Mina on. Always brings the heat. Always brings the information. Always current, too. Uh, you always stay up on everything. Uh, you know, we're going to just jump right into this. If anybody has any questions, feel free to hit us up, you know, leave a comment, hit that like and subscribe, but we're going to jump right in. Mina, you picked a big talk topic here, how to conquer traffic and conversion on Amazon. That's a big and a wide one. Why don't you lead us off and get this going? And uh, what do you want to start with first to, on this uh, subject? All right, let's jump right into it. Right. And so, uh, you know, today's topic, I will break down exactly what we've done successfully many times on how to bring more people to your listing and how to convert them better and everything in between. Um, it, on Amazon, in my opinion, it, you can boil it down to as long as you have enough inventory, you need traffic and you need conversions. Uh, so it's that simple. Now, if we look at the funnel, um, you launch campaigns, you get impressions. Uh, and then those are people seeing your ads. And then after that, a certain number of those decide to click on you. That's your click-through rate. And then a certain number of those people decide to convert. That's your conversion rate. So today, what I want to walk through is traffic. So we're going to start with traffic, how to increase traffic and how to increase it profitably. Um, and then, you know, metrics that we should be monitoring for traffic. Then we go into click-through rate, how we use data to continuously uh, optimize click-through rate. And then how we use data to continuously optimize conversion rate and all, all the factors that are involved. Everything I'm going to talk about today, you can actionably implement right after this talk. Um, so let's, are we ready to go? Yeah, yeah jump, go jump for right it. into it. Perfect. Okay, so uh, the, the first uh, is traffic. And before anything, guys, before we even start, right, let, make sure we have enough inventory, make sure we're tracking that. What I've seen is under 30 days of inventory for a certain product. So if you're selling 10 units a day and you have under 300 units in stock available, Amazon will start lowering uh, your, your uh, sales. Like you start dropping in organic rank. Um, why? I'm assuming that they're now getting more sophisticated. And instead of like, oh, once you run out of stock, they're like, okay, uh, you know, this is not a good seller. They're like, okay, you, you have less than 30 days of stock. You must not know how to control your stock well enough. Let's lower so you don't end up running out of stock. This is, again, just like my hypothesis. I, I don't know if it's true, but 100% based on the data, what I'm seeing is Everyone, once they hit 30 days or less, we start seeing that their sales go down. So what we're doing now is uh, we use MyRealProfit. We actually have our own um, like IP dashboards with them, intellectual property. And 
we track inventory, but this is their thing. We track inventory. And then the second that it hits like 30 days or less, we kind of highlight and we send to the client and we're like, yo, we can make a shipping plan like right now. Let, let's do this. Let's get this out. Like, what do we need? Um, and then if they're like, oh, well, we have capital capital problems, whatever cash flow problems, we connect them to like Wayflyer. If they have like 3PL problems, we connect them to Ephraim, like tactical logistics. So um, let's make sure that, that we kind of have all of our stuff ready to go so we can scale traffic and conversions. And uh, is this inventory, real quick, Mina, is this yeah. true of FBA and FBM inventory? Is it consolidated? Like where does this 30 days lie? I have no data on FBM, to be honest, because we don't work. So we're speaking really FBA with here specifically. Yeah, I'm just talking FBA. And honestly, like um, we we don't do like I don't want to speak to something I don't do enough. of. So I don't do enough FBM to even have like a good answer. But also, if you're FBM, we've seen that FBA will crush you 10 times out of 10. So you definitely should be FBA. But if you're one of those like you sell couches um, and everything's FBM, like I'm not sure. Like it's a different thing. So. <laughs> Uh, Mina, this, uh, I, I want to have a follow-up question, a yeah. quick follow-up question, because um, I heard there were some changes to inventory levels in the warehouses. Um, and I heard, and, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but something about possibly bidding to get more space or something like that. Did you read that article? There was something about that uh, that was talking about that, uh, that they were may start to loosen up the inventory levels and what you could have in the warehouses. But it's almost like you would, bid to have more space like you'd pay a little more or something it was something kind of crazy but uh why don't you talk about inventory levels if you know anything on the current of that no i'm not i'm not sure but what i can tell you is everyone's inventory levels when they got slashed i looked and amazon lets you have 30 to 45 days of all of your products so the people okay. who kept complaining are the ones that are like oh like i can't have 180 days of all of my products you know or i have mm -hmm. like 3,000 units of this thing that doesn't sell sitting there and so now you just have to become a sophisticated business. Like if you own the warehouse, you wouldn't just have like, you know, uh, pallets and pallets of stuff that's not selling. So why would Amazon be any different? And not, and I think because as we're headed into the recession, la, 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 you just have to be more lean with everything. You have to be tighter. Uh, you can't just let, you know, like I'm sure someone like their, their CFO is sitting there and be like, oh, you know, we have like these 3000 square feet that are like not being used because storage and you're paying like what, like a hundred bucks, 200 bucks versus every unit that you sell is $10, you know, in revenue to Amazon. So um, I'm sure that's how they're thinking of it, like uh, more efficiency. Um, but yeah, that's all I know about inventory for now. The whole bidding thing, I haven't heard about it, but that would be pretty crazy. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I think Amazon will always let you have at least a decent amount of stock if your products are selling. Right? Yeah, I agree. I agree with you 100%. I do yep. too. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, tracking. Uh, first thing is tracking. Uh, every, I've shared my tracking sheet everywhere. If you have not seen it, hit me up. I'll give it to you. But the main things we want to track is our people, like our PPC spend, PPC sales, if you want to. I don't really care about PPC sales, total sales, um, your, your number of sessions which is the number of visitors coming into your listing. You can also track impressions, actually. Let's track impressions too. So tracking impressions, tracking sessions, which is the number of, of unique Amazon accounts coming into the listing, tracking the cost per session. So how much it's costing you for each person on, a, on an organic and paid combined. And I'll talk about why I combine organic and paid. Uh, then we're tracking click-through rate, we're tracking conversion rate, uh, and then some other things, but, but also tracking profit. You can track ACOS and TACOS if you want. 
I'm not really, I don't care that much about percentages because the main thing that, that I care about is profit. If, and we have two modes that we operate in. We're either scaling. And if we're scaling, we want to increase our ad spend, increase sessions, hope that conversion rate holds up. And then our, our, we know that our profit's going to go down, but our revenue is going to go up, but we're scaling. So we're testing a lot of different keywords. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. A lot of them will bring revenue, some not so profitable, but then we go into the optimizing phase where we want to lower the ad spend, maintain the revenue as much as possible, maybe lose a little bit of revenue for the high echo stuff. Um, sessions will drop a little bit. Conversion rate should go up because now we're only sending like the more qualified traffic, the one that's converting better as opposed to like the high echo uh, stuff. And then profit should go up. And so that's what we're tracking. Um, so on a traffic, let's, let's cover traffic. The first thing is, you have to track because if you can't track, you, we can't make any data-driven decisions. You can't track into an in Amazon's campaign manager because it only shows you PPC spend and PPC sales. Now, you noticed I said we look at combined sessions. There's a very, very good reason I look at combined organic and paid. A lot of people are still breaking organic and, and paid thinking that they, they are not related. But the problem is there is there is a relationship in there. And no one, no, none of us know what the equation between paid and organic is. So you can either keep thinking that you're doing things and, and why is the paid not being affected the way it's supposed to be? Or you can just come to the realization that they're connected and, and, and you can test this yourself. If you want to test it, take your current ad spend, look at, look at how much organic sales you're making, cut your ad spend in half. And I dare you to not lose organic sales. Now, if you hmm. cut only PPC spend, but you're losing organic sales. What does that mean? If they're connected, they're related, right? They're yeah. related, but we don't know the relationship. We don't know the relationship. My my theory is there's an attribution issue. So Amazon is saying that some things are organic when they're actually paid, um, and and so the data doesn't track. So I learned this uh, because I'm also in like direct to consumer circles. So you're running Facebook ads, and then you turn on YouTube then it looks like you're spending $100 on Facebook, $100 on YouTube. You're making $500 on, on Facebook, $500 on YouTube, but your total sales is $800. Who lied, mm -hmm. right? Who lied? You can't, yeah. you can't tell. So what you would do is you'd start with Facebook, $100, $500 in sales, and then you add $100 to YouTube, and then you get to $800 in, in sales. So you're like, okay, the net is 30 because I changed only one thing at a time, which was the YouTube. And so... We're combining the total sales. They're both attributed and we can kind of like separate it, right? Um, but with Amazon, you you can't because like you can never be like, okay, I'm only going to run PPC, then I'm going to run organic. So you, you can't even like separate them. So you might as well just combine them and say, since if I cut my spend in half, my organic goes down. And since I, when I double my spend, my organic goes up, let's just look at total sales, right? There's no need to have that fight of PPC got it, organic got it. doesn't matter at the end of the day. The profit is the profit, and that's what we're trying to maximize. So tracking is very important. Um, now, the goal of traffic is to increase our sessions, which is the unique Amazon accounts coming into the listing, and lower that cost of traffic. So increasing the traffic is by scaling, doing scaling actions, which is uh, launching new campaigns. So uh, you, know, you can go into the search term report if you have auto-broaden phrase types of campaigns running. If you don't, you can launch auto broad and phrase campaigns. They will help you find other keywords as well. You can go into the search term report and, and extract the profitable ones that are you're not already targeting. You don't want to like double target. 
and then extract those, launch them in their own campaigns. You can increase bids on existing, you know, good performing keywords. So my definition of good performing is if the ACOS is like 40% or less. Uh, I know I, I said like I don't care about ACOS, but we literally have nothing else to go off of um, in, in Campaign Manager. You can only go off of like spend ACOS. Some people uh, speak about conversion rate um, and, and you can also factor that in. So if you want to have a prioritization, like do like a kind of like this pivot table where you're like, here's all of my, uh, you know, conversion rate brackets, like, you know, 100% to 80%, 80 to 60, and then sorted by lowest ACOS to highest ACOS, something like that. And then cherry pick the ones that are driving, uh, you know, the, the best uh, conversion rate and the lowest echoes. You can kind of do that. Uh, it all depends on like how how aggressive you are and how aggressive you can be with your budget. So if you have, it, like, if you have enough budget, you can go up to like eighty percent echoes, right? If you're very very tight on the budget, okay, go for the good conversion rate keywords. Go for the low echoes and then go there. But eventually you're gonna get capped. So you you start with the best and you slowly like kind of loosen your criteria. Um, so those actions, increasing your, your uh, placement uh, bid, bid, uh, bid adjustment. So if you're noticing that you're performing really well on the top of the search first page, saying, okay, I'm willing to spend 50% more on my bid to show up more on the top of the search because based on the data I've seen, I've performed better there. That's another action. Um, so yeah, we said increase bids, increase budgets. So if you have a campaign, ROAS is good. Increase the bit, increase the budget. Uh, even if you're not hitting the budget, increase it. What I've seen is you increase it, and you maybe you're you know you had a 50 budget and you're spending 30. You have a 200 budget, you're spending 80. Okay, you're still not hitting the budget, but you, you're spending more profitably. So um, those are the actions that I would take um, to scale to increase sessions. Um, another thing that you can do is also play with organic rank, which is it kind of is is this thing where you're going to put a keyword in its own campaign one ad group one one campaign one keyword only and spend a lot of money just not not profitably but just for the sake of high amounts of conversions cuz we've seen with search find buy the more conversions that you're getting per keyword the better your organic rank is getting search find buy is against terms of service so if you want to do it in the in the legal way <laughs> then uh, according to amazon then you just have to spend more on that keyword and even if it's not profitable it's converting more often which is resulting in in uh, you know your organic rank going up and you can track that so we have a table and we say here's the date you know uh january 1st 2nd 3rd 4th 5th here's how much here's the the keyword that we're going after here's how much we're spending and here's its organic rank and then we monitor and whenever we start plateauing we're like, okay, let's hold our spend there. Let's not spend anymore. And then let's slowly, after like 20, 30 days of holding the peak rank, let's lower the, the bids and, and see if it can hold organically or not. And so th those, those are the actions that increase our sessions and increase our traffic. But that's half the equation of how do you increase traffic, but you want to do it profitably. So I'll let you guys, uh, I'll breathe and I'll let you guys ask questions and then we'll go into the profitably section. <laughs> You know what? Uh, actually, we need to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we will uh, have some questions for me. And if anybody has any questions, feel free to post those uh, and we'll be able to answer those. And if it's after uh, the session's over, still post them down there and I'll get a hold of me and make sure you get that answer or you can reach out to him. We'll get, get that information at the end here. We just got a quick uh, commercial break. Today's episode is brought to you by Gatita, the global leader in FBA auditing and reimbursements. Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. 
Yeah, so be sure to head on over to gatita.com forward slash sellernomics. Get that $400 in free FBA reimbursements. And once again, we got Mina Elias from Trivium Group on. We're talking about how to conquer traffic and conversion on Amazon. Just gave us a lot of information. So much. Probably people need to process this a little bit. I'm still I, processing some of it. I, uh, I think this is going to be one of those resources that people save, like bookmark on YouTube and then rewatch again and again. This is something that is so info packed. And it's why when people ask about PPC, I just tell them to go to Mina because this is so much great info. I'm like, talk to absolutely. Mina. Here's his link. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and you've got about. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, you got to remember, it's, I've been, I've been out of this a little while. So, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I'm a little rusty on the PPC. So I'm relying on you for the answers here. So help us out. I'm here for it. Uh, but, but, uh, this is also one of those things where you can watch the podcast at 0 0.75 or, or 0 0.5 speed. <laughs> Slow um, it down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, personally, I watch everything at like one and a half, 1.75 speed. So when someone talks as fast as me, I'm like, oh, perfect. This is normal. This is normal people speed. Um, okay, cool. Are we ready to go into the, the you know, uh, profitability side of the traffic? Let's keep Let's going. Cool. So um, by increasing your organic rank, you're, you're increasing the amount of organic sessions that you're getting. And so the equation of cost per session is your PPC spend divided by the number of sessions that you're getting. So obviously, as you get more sessions organically, you're not spending any money. That cost per session is going to go down. Uh, so the goal is increase sessions drop cost per session. The other levers that you can pull to drop cost per sessions are the optimization levers, which means um, lowering bids. So if you have a keyword, you go in, you can go into your campaign manager and go into your targeting tab, or you can download the bulk sheets if you're like Excel savvy, like me. And um, for anything that's spending money and not making sales, you can lower the bids or pause it if you're really aggressive. Or for anything that has a very high ACOS um, and, and not converting, you can lower the bids. Now, there is a, a caution here. Make sure that you're calculating the percentage of uh, revenue that is being generated by each keyword, because sometimes you'll have like a keyword, for example, like me, a keyword like electrolyte powder that is driving 15% of all of my ad sales. However, the ACOS is 85%. I'm letting, I'm willing to let that slide and optimize the other ones that are like high ACOS, but only generating a half a percent and 1% of my sales because that big one, I don't want to mess with it because I might drop it. And if I drop it, I can lose a lot. I mean, you can lose up to 15% of your sales. At least what you can attribute is 15%. Maybe it's also affecting organic. So the, the main sales drivers, I call them, which is you know your percentage of sales divided by total sales for one product for each keyword. That one, I like to keep them kind of reserved and not touch them. And anything that's like 3% or under, that's where I'll do my optimization. So lowering the bids, um, and then in the search term report, so this, you know, the, the, the opposite of what we did when we're scaling is finding the, those good keywords. You can also find all of the bad keywords. Uh, so keyword bad, you know, quote unquote bad is keywords that are spending money and not generating sales and keywords that are, um, you know, spending money, but like the ACOS is too high. Uh, and a lot of people ask me, okay, what, what, what um, number should I go for? Uh, the way I like to look at it is what's an unacceptable ACOS for you? Like what's that maximum threshold? Uh, if you have a $20 product and that number is 50%, it means if you spend $10 and don't make any sales, if you spend the $11, you're already over 50% ACOS. So you might as well negative that keyword because it's going to get to a point that's unacceptable for you anyways. Um, and again, this is like just a, a rule of thumb. 
um, it's a starting point. You can always go and, and everything that I say, you can always go looser or tighter based on the results because every single brand that we work with is different. Every single product is different. So if I'm saying 50% and I notice my sales start dropping, I'll loosen that up to 80% or 70%, whatever. Uh, and I always like to start looser and then tighten up versus like starting too tight and hurting my sales. Um, high echoes, same thing. Let's say we do 85%. If you notice it's too tight, you're just adding so many negatives because you have like a lower number of reviews or something, make it 110%. You know, if you have something that's 150, okay, like add it as a negative. But if you have something that's 70 or 80%, maybe let it slide for now. Maybe just, uh, you know, lower the bid of the entire keyword or something. Uh, and sometimes I know you can't because some keywords are performing really well and others are, are not all in the same keyword with the same bid. So it's like you only have the option of either add it as a negative or don't. Um, and in that case, again, start looser. You can always tighten up. So I have lowering bids, adding negatives. Uh, I don't recommend lowering budgets. Keep the budget high and control your spending with your bids. Um, what else is there? Placements. So any placements that you've done, uh, like you, you're like, oh, top of search, first page. We have a, a 7x ROAS. I want to scale that. I'm going to put a 30% you know, a bid adjustment. And then you realize that it didn't work. It, it actually harmed you. You now have like a 2x ROAS. So you just you know, bring it back. You cut down that, that uh, you know, bidding percent that you gave it. And then there is also um, cannibalization. So another opportunity to lower your ad spend while maintaining the same amount of sessions and sales is to lower your, your um, like you have high organic rank and high sponsored rank. Test lowering the sponsored rank a little bit. So maybe instead of being both on the top of page one, your like organic is top of page one and your sponsored is middle or bottom of page one. Monitor your organic rank, make sure it doesn't drop, monitor your sales and see. And it's like, oh, yeah, we just saved $100 uh, and our sales are relatively the same. And the organic rank is stable, like stable over a long period of time, 30 plus days. Um, OK, that was a good decision. Uh, and then very similarly it, for sponsored brand and sponsored uh, display, because those are um, types of ads where it's the same person can click on your sponsor product and your organic and your headline search ad and your video and charge you a bunch of times because technically they're different ads, but you are only getting one session. So if you, if for your branded keywords, obviously you want to like protect uh, all the real estate, but for example, you have a certain keyword, you have a video there and you, and you're ranked like very high sponsored, try dropping that video to page two uh, by lowering the bids, see what happens. And if you notice that you spent less money, and, and your sessions and sales are the same, that was a good move. Uh, and this all hinges on changing one thing at a time and tracking your changes so you know what you're doing is right or, or not right. And obviously tracking your your um, sessions, your ad spend, and your cost per session. So that's why we have that tracking sheet. I mean, I got a quick, quick question. So you were talking about how uh, lowering your uh, paid ad so it's a little further down the page. Is that also like mindset wise, you're covering a little more of the page, right? Like, so if you're ranking, let's say number one, you're right at the top and you had your ad right there or your uh, paid right there. It's kind of like they're right next to each other. Whereas it, let's say if somebody's scrolling down the page a little bit and they see it again, it, it's, it's kind of like a double, right? Like, like you've, Hey, here's my product. Hey, here's my product. Like you're kind of bugging them, right? Like, Hey, take a look at this one. Yeah. Is that also a little bit of the reason why doing that? I, I mean, I can't say with certainty, right? Because it's very hard to test. Uh, but yeah, it's another thing where like you're you're reminding the person twice versus they just see you on the top of the page and then they scroll and they don't see you again versus seeing you mm -hmm. once in the top and once in the middle. But but the, the the main purpose is for them 
to not have clicked on your ad if they were already going to click on your product. So that's what we're trying to avoid is the same session instead of going through the organic one, going through the sponsored or instead of going through the sponsored, they're going through the sponsored and the video. And, yeah. and you know, all of that's going to show in your cost per session. There's also another metric if you are interested in tracking, which is your clicks to sessions ratio. So you have a certain number of clicks and then you have a certain number of sessions. Clicks can be done by the same person. So Rob can go in and he can click on, um, you know, electrolyte powder. He can click on my headline search ad. He can click on my video ad. He can click on my organic. And that's one session. And so now it's a three to one clicks to sessions. And, and so if you start tracking your clicks to sessions ratio, the lower you get your clicks to sessions ratio closer to, to one, um, then it's like, okay, that's cool. Because, you know, now for every single time someone clicks on an ad, it's a unique person coming into the listing. We're being more efficient versus, um, you know, saturating, uh, you know, the, with our ads. And then it's the same people clicking on different ads. Again, when you're bigger, you might want to go for that saturation because you're just trying to add that incremental dollar, which initially it's easy to, and everyone who's had a really big brand knows, uh, you know, when you're at like a million a, a year in revenue, it's easy to hit like a six X row as, as you get to like bigger and bigger and bigger numbers, you, you have to go broader. People are like, should we run DSP? I'm like, listen, is going to be a lower ROAS than, than your PPC because it, you're going broader and broader. Do you want to run Facebook external traffic to Amazon? Great. It's going to be an even lower ROAS. Do you want to do Google? You know, Amped, if you guys talk to Amped, they're like, they, they tell you right there, they're like, listen, don't expect the ROAS to be better than your Amazon, but it, but it will help you scale. So, you know, it, when you're at that size, yeah, the, the you know, you can add more clicks per session. It doesn't matter. But when you're smaller and want to be more efficient, you know, you want to be as tight as possible. You want every click to actually be a unique visitor um, versus like, you know, obviously you can never get it right, like perfectly, but you, you can shoot for something. You have a benchmark. Um, so that covers traffic. And that's like how we monitor traffic uh, on Amazon and how we're, we're going after like scaling traffic the different ways, right? Like launching different types of campaigns, um, identifying profitable search terms, launching them in our own campaigns. Of course, campaign structure matters. So single one campaign, one ad group, so, so that the budget doesn't split unevenly between different ad groups. And then I like to keep a maximum of five keywords in, a, in, a, in an ad group because I've seen beyond that, the, the, the money doesn't split uh, evenly. Like, you know, 80, 90% can go to the top three and then the ones at the bottom might not get any budget. Um, and so you can also just have one or two. It's up to you if you can manage it effectively or not. Uh, but you just want to make sure that you're driving the the budget to those keywords so they're actually spending. Um, but yeah, we talked about that, talked about how to increase your organic rank and then talked about all of the things that you can do to cut the cost of traffic because it's, you don't want to have traffic, but it's like hemorrhaging you and, and like taking all of your uh, profits. So that's the traffic side. Dan, that's a lot. <laughs> and probably over my head on some of it. But uh, no, that's great information. Uh, Mina, not to go back to that same question I was kind of asking, but I was kind of thinking in my head, like, uh, you know, if you're halfway down the page, you're trying to get up to be number one, that's probably a good time to have the paid up showing up towards the top. But at what point as it's, as you're organically starting to move up, would you kind of switch those and move the, uh, paid one down uh, in that ranking? Is there, is there kind of a key spot there or, or you just kind of got to feel it out? It's, it's all iteration. So there's no like real key spot, but I would say like, from what I've seen, 
when you get that organic rank up, hold it for a while because it won't, if you cut down the ads too quickly, I mean, even if you're doing search find buy, which is like the most way you can manipulate the, the ranking, if you cut down your search find buys too quick, your rank falls back down. Um, and then it's the same thing. And so also very important, we're going to cover click-through rate and conversion rate because that is going to play a huge role. If you notice that you're, or you spend money, your organic rank goes up and then it goes down, you could have a click-through rate problem. And, and uh, so I want to cover all of the different things that affect click-through rate and how we optimize for click-through rate. And then all of the things that affect conversion rate, you know, likewise, how we, we optimize for conversion rate. Yeah, absolutely. So you know what? We're going to take a quick break and we're coming back. We're going to talk about that click-through rate that Mina's talking about. And then also don't forget at the end, we're going to talk a little bit about Mina, how he got into the PPC Trivium group and uh, where you can probably see him next also. So hang tight. Did you know that Amazon probably owes you money for FBA reimbursements? Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at Katita.com slash Sellernomics. Yeah, so head on over to gatita.com forward slash Sellernomics. Get your $400 of free FBA reimbursements. Uh, Got to give the plug to my my boys at Gatita. So uh, <laughs> especially since I work there. Uh, anyways, Mina. So yeah, let's kick it off. Let's keep going here. People are probably tuning in uh click through rate i think you were uh, gonna yeah. hit next go ahead but, but first can i just say you guys are marketing team goals like <laughs> I'm, so, I'm like i'm very happy for gatita but man i would love a marketing team like this you guys are on point so <laughs> thank you for doing an amazing job uh okay cool let's let's talk about click through rate so click through rate is winning the search uh, basically people are searching for your keyword you, and, and you can start tracking impressions um, based on like the campaigns you're launching. So you're launching all these campaigns to get people to come into your listing. But before that, there's we can see our impressions growing. And so you can start tracking your impressions. This is an easy one, actually, in Campaign Manager, where you can go in and then in the chart, just click on the impressions and it'll show you an impressions chart. So if your impressions are going up, that's cool. You can also look at your click-through rate. The factors that affect click-through rate, and this is something you want to optimize for the rest of your life, by the way. It's not... A one time, this is something that I realized most people direct to consumer are doing. No one in Amazon is doing it. We are now doing it. Um, it's conversion rate optimization. Like no, no Facebook advertiser puts up a, a creative and then goes like, okay, that's cool. This is the headline and creative for the next year. Like the actual average uh, lifetime of a creative on Facebook ads is one day. So every day they have a fresh creative and they have a fresh headline that they're testing just to give you kind of context of like, we're so spoiled. Now I understand like on Amazon, it's a little bit different because it's, it's like a, your main image, but there's, you can always be thinking about what is one thing I can do to improve my click through rate. Now here's the factors that, that for me, uh, I see like uh, matter the most your main image. Uh, and, and I'll talk to, about how we optimize the main image, uh, your price. I'll also talk about how we optimize price locally and with, uh, like a software, uh, reviews and star rating, please always be getting reviews. This is something that you're you're never going to get away from. Find a strategy. My strategy is simple. We cold DM 100 people a day on Instagram. We ask them to try the product for free. And then if they like it, we, we later on ask for a review. It is not against, it, it is against terms of service. It's not within terms of service because you can't do anything literally to, to get a review. Uh, but we never ask for a five star. We just ask for a review. And then so we have main image, price, reviews. These are the top three, the biggest, biggest levers, coupons um, and, and, and lightning deals and that kind of stuff. All of that helps affect click-through rate. 
Um, then you have if it's FBA or FBM in the shipping time. So if you start noticing that like it's going to be in stock uh, January 25th, that's going to be up uh, and today's January 19th. People are going to be turned off. They, they want to get it today or like tomorrow or the day after like max. So make sure you're monitoring that. Uh, I know now that you can run out of stock and then it'll it'll continue selling uh, and saying like when it's going to get shipped or or that it's you know coming soon and stock stuff like that. Um, but I, again, I don't recommend that you ever run out of stock. Um, so yeah, title is going to also play a role if the title is relevant and if it has the main keyword, uh, right up front. So those are kind of the, the, and, and badges like Amazon choice badge, bestseller badge. If you can get the bestseller badge, it's like, you know, money, but like, uh, it's hard. You have to be the number one in the category. What I've seen is some people will change their sub, 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 sub category so that it's like, it's an easier one. But like in all reality, even the easiest subcategory, you're doing like a couple hundred thousand a month in revenue. So uh, shoot for it, but it's not one of those like easily you can pull levers. So in terms of main image, how do what do we do? Um, I like to start at product opinion. So product opinion and PicFu very similar. Uh, but what I like about product opinion is you can go and put the search page there. So you can actually, if you don't know this, guys. You could put ASIN and then the straight number in the, the, the sorry straight line in the middle. So ASIN straight line ASIN straight line ASIN, and it'll show you a search page with just those ASINs. So you can copy that like you know search and then uh, have people in product opinion record a video of them going through that that search page and choosing which product they would click on and and why they would click on it, why they wouldn't click on other ones. And so you do that with five or ten people, and you get enough information like saying okay. They're clicking on this one because it looks more reputable. They're clicking on this one because it looks like it has better colors. They like the cost of that one, whatever. Um, and so you can get that data and then write it down and say, okay, you're going to start, you know, doing different, different uh, creative tests and, and test it again with people. So you say, okay, I'm, I'm going to try having uh, the word sugar-free and big on my label. So I have a supplement, right? The label is done. It's printed. But I can change the, the font size in the 3D render. And if they get a smaller sugar-free, I don't think anyone's going to say, oh, Mina, the sugar-free was bigger than the one that I bought. They're not going to care. The, you, you can have on your product set something that says three-pack or something that says lifetime warranty. And then they get it and they don't they, – they, maybe there's like an insert of a lifetime warranty, but they don't see the actual badge. No one's going to complain about that. So as long as they're getting the same product they thought they were buying, we're, we're fine. And so we create a bunch of these tests and this is something that's ongoing. We need one test a week minimum so that we can increase uh, click through rate. We put that test in PicFu. We say, okay, here's our old, here's our new. What do you think? Okay, here's our old versus our competitors. Which one would you choose? We get like a 15%, right? Here's our new versus our competitors. What would you get? Oh, we're getting a 25%. Cool. Let's keep trying and let's keep trying until, and this is by the way, Thrasio's innovation. Um, I didn't make this up. Thrasio is the, like the the king of of, uh, of like spending money, testing what the what the market wants, and continuously improving. So they're the ones that kind of like brought this all up. Like uh, you know, obviously I I see that I see like Facebook and direct to consumer. I'm like holy shit! Like I should be doing this too. So you know, anyways, you you get that test and then you go into manage my experiments on Amazon. You run that main image test and you do this once a week. Um, or you do one test uh, a week. I, I wouldn't recommend. And then now, since you have your tracking sheet, you document. You say, okay, on, on Friday night, I updated my image. And, and you put a comment if it's an Excel sheet. If it's not, you know, there's other ways to do it on, in software like MyRoProfit. 
And then from there, you watch click-through rate. What, what needs to happen so that we know that the click-through rate actually changed or not? Keep PPC spend the same. You can't be like changing PPC spend like crazy and then be like, oh, like I, I couldn't get a conclusive answer on my, on my, you know, week over week because yeah, you're obviously changing a million things. But if you keep your PPC spend flat because you know that that uh, is going to happen and, and I like to do this. So there's a scaling phase and there's optimization phase, right? So I'll go through a scaling phase. Then I'll go through an optimization phase. Then we'll plateau. And during that plateau, I'm like, okay, let me see if at that plateau, I can still increase my revenue, not by PPC, but more through click-through rate and conversion rate optimization. And so again, I'm tracking, looking for a higher click-through rate uh, week over week on average, right? because if you look at daily, you're going to go crazy and it's not statistically significant. You have to look like at least week over week, the longer, the better. So month over month is even better, but like, you know, then seasonality comes into play and you know, what are you going to change? Like one thing every month, it's a little bit too, too few for me. Uh, you can do two weeks if you want to. And then, uh, so, you know, we, we, we covered, uh, the main image. You can do the same exact thing with pricing. So you can try your pricing, you know, $28.99, bring it down to 27, bring it up to 32. Sometimes your price increases, your click-through rate stays the same and conversion rate stays there, and now you're making more profit, you know, which is great. Uh, sometimes you cut down your price, you notice that your click-through rate stays the same and now you're just losing a little bit more profit. So tracking the click-through rate conversion rate matters a lot. Uh, Prophecy is a, is a software, a Chad Rubin software. Chad, by the way, is the founder of, of uh, Prosper. Uh, but it's called P-R-O-F-A-S-E-E. -E. He's Eitan's a partner in in, uh, in uh, Prosper. But yep. it, they do this like with a software like, and they're constantly testing price. And then they give you, they say, hey, this is how much more profit you've made. This is like the, the price recommendations, all this stuff. So if you, you want to use a software, use a software. If you want to do it manually, which I've been doing for years, you can do it manually. It's, it's very simple. Then you get into coupons. Again, try different coupons, $1, $2, 10%, 20%, whatever you want. Different coupons uh, and at different intervals and see. Sometimes uh, you might do a coupon, the click-through rate spikes, and then, it, and then it goes down. So maybe you're like, okay, what if I did a coupon 5% and then a coupon $3 and then 5% and $3? And so you're testing to see if alternating the coupons, it, it's always you're, you're conducting like a test to see, can I spike that click-through rate? Same thing with with the uh, you know lightning deals. See like how your click through rate does lightning deals, um, you know, and, and so on. So that's how we, we are constantly improving click through rate um, reviews. Like I said, we, it's just like try and get more. That's it. There's not much, yeah. and we've seen a massive spike in click through rate from from having a four star to a four and a half star, which is you know basically going from a four point two to a four point three. So if you are a four point two. And you're like, oh man, like how can I increase my revenue? This is the number one thing. Like, go to the streets and and beg people to buy your product and give leave your review because if you get like 50 or 100 of them and you go up to 4.3, you'll see like a massive uh, improvement, you know, in click through rate and conversion rate. So that's the click through nice. rate section of our of our podcast completed. Yeah. So so Mina, we're, I I want to leave a little time for you to, to tell us a little bit about Trivium Group uh, about yourself. So why don't you uh, just give everybody a quick, uh, you know, breakdown of Trivium Group, uh, kind of your background, and uh, I mean, we're gonna definitely have to have you on again. Uh, this is this is yeah. one of several we're gonna have this year with me maybe, on. I want to make it once a quarter. Yeah, maybe we, we leave conversion rates for the next one. Yeah, maybe we. Yeah, why don't we do that for the next? 
Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm going to so, also mention uh, though, I, I do want to mention though, uh, there, there is a video, go to our YouTube channel, Gatita.com's uh, YouTube channel there. I just did a demo with uh, Mina not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, find that in there and watch that, but go ahead, Mina, tell everybody a little bit about Trivium Group and yourself. Cool. So uh, Trivium Group is an Amazon advertising agency. It's a partial agency. We do Amazon ads and we do also conversion rate optimization. So obviously, you know, our main, main thing is driving more traffic to your listing. If you have a click third conversion rate problem, we help with that too. Um, but yeah, it's a partial team. So, you know, unlike uh, other agencies, we have a full division and it's basically like a division that would cost you a lot of money, like $21,000 a month on average, boiled down to like a 10th of that cost because you're renting the team part-time. And uh, it's like a very optimized team. Everyone has their, their thing. It's not one person doing everything. There's an analyst, there's a strategist, there's a senior strategist. Um, uh, you know, there's, uh, like QC and all of that stuff. And so we integrate with your team and they become your team. And you just, you know, we set the goals, we set the 30, 60, 90 day plan and the team executes. And if you ever need to change anything, you're like, we're running out of stock. We need to cut down. They can cut down. Um, but we basically do PPC and DSP mainly, uh, to drive traffic and then, um, you know, creative optimization to improve your, your images. Um, so you can get a better click third conversion rate. That's it. And, and I try and give everything that I do in the agency away for free. All of my knowledge is free and we sell the execution. So if you can hire a team and get them to execute like this, go for it. If it's going to be cheaper than us, go for it. Um, but if we can do it better then hire us, that's, yeah. that's as simple tell, as it is. That's the equation. Tell, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. And I'm going to put it up on the screen for those that are watching, but uh, everybody who's listening, how do they get yeah. a hold of you there, Mina? Yeah, so so the website is uh, triviumco.com. That's T R I V I U M C O.com. Uh, and mine, my email is mina at triviumco.com. Uh, and we also do a free audit. So we can go into your account uh, and look at everything your, your campaigns, your portfolios, your campaign nomenclature, budgets, ad groups, search terms. We do a data dive, uh, we do a listing analysis. It's all free 45 minutes to an hour uh, audit. Just go to the website and, and click get a free audit. That's awesome. You know what? Before we close this out, I've got to mention, Lisa, I don't know if you know, but uh, I've been actually a big fan of Mina's and a friend of his for for quite a long time. And I support my friends by buying their product. That's what I do. (laughs) I love it. This just came in yesterday, by the way. No, two couple days ago. Be sure to check for a five-star review because I left you one because that's how you take care of friends. You're the uh, man, I I appreciate you, man. I've been using his products for probably three-ish years, probably three-ish years now. Uh, maybe a little longer than that, but, uh, Mina, always great having you on always brings the knowledge. In fact, it's always knowledge way over my head even, but I'm glad I know people out there will definitely benefit from this. If you're deep into the Amazon world, especially the PPC area, uh, always great having you on Mina. Thank you so much. And, and again, we will bring Mina back. Mina will be back on at least once, maybe a couple more times this year. And, uh, thanks again, Mina, for being on Sellernomics. We really do appreciate it. I love it. See you guys soon. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Sellernomics podcast. Special thanks to our sponsor, Gatita. Did you know that Amazon probably owes you money for FBA reimbursements? Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash Sellernomics. Be sure to join us again next week for more great tips on how to grow your business. And thanks again for listening.